0: They're not going to look at it from a half full scenario.
1: No, They're going to look mean, at
0: it as half empty. Yeah. I mean,
1: look at look at everyone's favorite meme to make of the potato chip bag. You open it and it's like three quarters eaten already. Welcome back to PitSoff. Joining me once again is Claudia Goldfarb, the co-founder and CEO of So Good SOW. So good. Uh, they make a ton of healthy tasty, and shelf-stable products using freeze dried technology. We talked a little bit about that in the previous episode, so If you didn't listen, make sure you go hit that play button after this one. But the, the product just doesn't stop at what's in the package. The package is part of the product as well. And if you think that's a crazy thought, well, try bringing your product to market if you're having a packaging shortage. Claudia, welcome back to Pit Stop.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: So I think we should just jump right into it because packaging is uh, always a controversial topic of how much is it worth? Does branding and packaging really matter? I think it is. I can see the So Good branding in the background from here. So it's nice, easy to read. I can see the different flavor differentiation. I see the light green, dark green. So presumably the same flavor, but just some sort of different variety. I think it matters, but it's one of those things where it almost only matters if you get it wrong. And if you do get it wrong, it is costly. I remember a little little story that I have is if anyone's seen the C-Spiracy document, documentary on Netflix where they talk about the MSC certification or you just enjoy MSC certified products, uh, a product I was selling was MSC certified, but I had screwed up the, the label requirements because I didn't have enough border around it because I thought my logo and my product information was more important than their certification. And I got my wrist stopped and it was like, uh, you can use up the rest of the, you can use the packaging for this run, but if you want to use it, you're going to have to to replace. And it's, it's tough. It's expensive. And there's not a a huge aftermarket for mislabeled packaging. So unfortunately it creates a little bit more mess in, in the landfills. And that's something that you, you avoid with with your packaging because it is recyclable. So I'm going to stop rambling and I'm going to turn it over to you because you've just been a gold mine uh, of knowledge these last couple episodes. So Claudia, let's let's get started on packaging, shall we?
0: Awesome. Yes, please. Um... Packaging is probably one of the most challenging things that you're going to do. So much more challenging than even the product a lot of times for all mm-hmm. of the reasons you mentioned. There's regulations as to what your nutritional panels need to look like, your ingredient decks. If you have certifications, the logo has to be X you know, tall or you know, Y wide. So my advice to anyone out there that's doing packaging for the first time, take your time. Don't rush it double check everything because to your point once your printer hits print you know and it doesn't work that way in there but you know well <laughs> uh,
1: yeah once the process uh, start you, rolling
0: exactly you can't take that back and you know then you're just going to have a ton of bags or a ton of cups or whatever it is sitting in your warehouse that you can't use and you've just wasted a lot of resources not only monetarily but from an environmental standpoint mm-hmm. We bring everything in house. I mean, we take our manufacturing process and our product process really seriously. So we have a team at SoGood that helps us in our packaging, in our graphics, going through all the USDA regulations or FDA regulations. And what we always do is we press proof everything. A lot of times, especially if you're in a hurry, you look at it on your computer screen and say, oh, it looks great, I'm ready to roll. We always take the time, and it's a little bit of an extra cost to have either your bag manufacturer or cup manufacturer send you an actual physical specimen. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you, probably about 60% of the time, we find something that we want to fine-tune or fix. Mm -hmm. So it's worth the $200 or whatever it is they're going to charge you for an actual press sample.
1: I, I heard it called the quality tax once, and it's, that's what it is. You yeah. you spend a little bit more now to, to save $200,000 down the road.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's well worth it. Now, the other thing I would tell people is find a quality manufacturer. Don't mm-hmm. just look for you know the cheapest per bag manufacturer, the cheapest per cup manufacturer. Really do your homework, because the last thing you want is... You know, you got a bag run of 5,000 bags or a hundred thousand bags, you get it in and you do a, a water test. I don't know how many of you are familiar with it, but you take an empty bag, you seal it and you put it in water to see if air bubbles come out. And that's how you test in a really easy way, the quality of your bag or making sure that there's no perforations. Last thing you want is you start doing those tests and it's, you know, every 10th bag has an issue. So Choose your suppliers really carefully, do your homework. On the sustainability side, and this was something that I really struggled with because we wanted everything as sustainable and environmentally friendly as it could be, but it's easy to fall into a trap of saying, okay, this is 100% recyclable, this you know, is 50% post-consumer, I'm just gonna go with 100% because it sounds better. Mm-hmm. Really think about the quality of your product. Will that bag or will that cup keep the quality of your product where you need it to be? Because if it doesn't, now not only have you wasted your packaging, but you've wasted your product and you've actually created a bigger problem on the waste side than if you had chosen the right packaging in the first place.
1: Yeah. And it's not even just the the packaging cost, but also... The, the customer loyalty cost of most customers will try a product once yes. they're not going to come back two three times because you have better packaging they don't want to hear that maybe maybe some loyal direct consumer customers well yeah. but not the average customer buying something in a store if they buy it and the the, the packaging is leaking yeah they're not going to do it your retail buyers it's has to be stacked on a skid they're they're not they don't want to hear that
0: Oh, absolutely, and you know, from a consumer feedback perspective, what always scares me are who are the customers I'm not hearing back from, right? Mm-hmm. Not, not the super vocal ones that, that hey, um, I didn't like this or this color was, uh, whatever it may be. The people that you're gonna lose just because, you know, to your point, they had a bad seal in their bag or mm-hmm. the tear notch wasn't right and they couldn't tear it open and they never tell you, they just stopped buying.
1: Yeah, or and- the the way to put their hand in the package is it's mm-hmm. too small because you you did a five sided bag instead of a three sided bag.
0: Absolutely, no. That those are all really key things to look out for, and mm-hmm. uh, you know the other piece for me is I am a user of all of my products. I mm-hmm. consume all of my products. I have found more um, tweaks that I wanted to do or fixes that I wanted to make because. I buy them all the time, I use them all the time, and I, I critique my own products.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, it's, and it might be something you don't even think of, like, the, the lid is on too tight. Yeah. And it's like, I can get this, but if I moisturized my hands or maybe I have arthritis, I, I couldn't get this open. And that's, uh, that's a pain point. It will prevent a future repeat purchase.
0: Absolutely. And especially, you know, like for us, our product is about convenience, ease of use. We want to make it easy for people to eat healthy, nutritious snacks. So if we make it hard, you know, if the seal or tear notch or, um, you know, the width of the bag is difficult, then that's half of our proposition out the Mm -hmm.
1: window. Yeah. Or it's too big and you didn't do the test run and all of a sudden it's opening just a little bit too easily. Because some kid in a store throws it in the cart and it opens a little bit. And then that's a unit that you have to pay for any of the cost on, even though it wasn't sold.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the other thing I would recommend to brands out there is um, think about where your line extensions are going to go. So Mm -hmm. we started with, you know, seven seven different fruit snacks. So when we built our packaging size, we had an idea of how far out our line extensions were going to go. So we could use the same pack size for all of those items.
1: Yeah. And it's, I, I launched a product and it was a little bit more dense than the other ones. So the same size package pouch, even though there were more grams in it, it felt emptier and people yep. would say it feels emptier even though there was more in it. And yep. it's just, these are the, the headaches that you don't really get until you've, you've done it. And it's cost, cost you personally.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And customer perception is key, right? If they look at a bag and it seems half empty, they're not going to look at it from a half full scenario. They're going to look at it as half empty. Yeah. I mean,
1: look at at everyone's favorite meme to make of the potato chip bag. You open it and it's like three quarters eaten already. Nobody wants it. They want that nice full. You can't even reseal the package. It's bursting so full once you open it. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Claudia, thank you so much for dropping so much knowledge and letting me relive some of the, uh, the pains that only a handful of people may have experienced firsthand. I think you can pick up on some of the things that I've had to, to deal with. And it makes me grateful that I'm not dealing with those any more. Yeah. Claudia, where can people find you? Where can people find So Good? I know you're going to be available in Canada soon. You can go to thisissogood.com. Where else can people find you?
0: Um, we're not- launching nationally in um, January. So just stay tuned to our website and we'll let you know at the retailer near you where you can find us.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And if these episodes haven't convinced you to hit the subscribe button, well, I don't know what will. So make sure you leave a one-star review. Actually, don't. Just just be one of those customers that says nothing. Don't, don't leave any one-star reviews.
0: Lucas, <laughs> thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it, Claudia. Take care.